0: Everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King Airport Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting in his war room. Is Denver Dave, and we're here to talk about the NFL. Howdy, Dave.
1: Hello. Remote version. It says lockdown version
0: 2.0. Lockdown harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, any uh, harder than that? If you don't man. know, there's another lockdown, so we, uh, we're observing that properly. Bit of a shame. I can't go around to Dave and uh, recording his pre-call. I can record in your lovely basement and sit on your chair. Well, it's not really a chair. It's more of a bench with straps, isn't it? I mean, You do get a great holding you. Stirrups. get.
1: You do get a nice leather mask, though, so it's all good. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully That lovely ball gag.
0: (laughs) Hopefully it'll be okay and you'll be able to uh, hear everything okay, guys. Um, We're going to go through the week nine review uh, slash week ten preview. Hit all the things that we normally hit. Um, We're going to start... Straight away, Dave, I think, unless there's anything you wanna mention in particular.
1: Oh, uh, Ben Raffersberg has been placed on the COVID list.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. But as long as he uh, passes a test in five days, it's okay. I think there's at least three Steelers players that have been tested positive for COVID.
1: You're not worried about him. No, he'll be alright. You're not you're not a bit worried about him though, because they do say that if, if you're morbidly obese, you're more at risk to that's
0: ridiculous.
1: Um, having long-term damage, so I think he's, there's serious, serious complications that could come with him now.
0: Look at this fishing already. (laughs) You're in no place to throw stones, son. Oh,
1: my glass house is full of stone holes.
0: Exactly, exactly. I want to talk about the uh, Monday night game, Dave, and that was the, no, sorry, Sunday night game, Dave, and that was the New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sometimes, Monday,
1: we are not talking about that Monday game, that Monday game was dire.
0: We'll have to at some point, but only briefly. <laughs> so let's do the Sunday night games. So sometimes you can hear that it's foolish to say that a game's over by halftime, but this one actually was over by halftime. The Saints went into the locker room 31-0, up away to the division rival Buccaneers. Touchdown throws to Traycon smith Adam Troutman, Emmanuel Sanders, and a rushing touchdown from Alvin Kamara mixed in with Brady picks by David Onyamata and Marcus Williams dead to the surprising halftime scoreline. The Bucks couldn't capitalize on the Shaq Barrett strip sack of Breeze on the first drive of the second half, a couple of series later, Brady was throwing his third pick of the game, this time to Malcolm Jenkins. Josh Hill got another touchdown for the Saints in the fourth quarter. And on their final series, Brady managed to turn in the first and 10 into a third and 34. When Brady's throw failed to move the chains, the Bucks willed out Ryan Suckup to hit a 48-yard field goal to save a shutout. Final score, Saints 38, Buccaneers 3. I
1: mean, you say it was over by half-time, but yep. next-gen... At the end of the first quarter, Next Gen had uh, the Saints' win probability at 80%, uh, the highest this season. And just five minutes later, we've, well, with 10 minutes and 50 seconds of the uh, second quarter left, the win percentage was 97.3%. Wow. So that tells you pretty much where the game was at after uh, literally just one quarter and five minutes or four, four and a bit minutes even.
0: That's strange because the Bucks were 6-2 and two going into this game. So quite how they got that win percentage so high so quickly, I'm not sure. But It's know. just on,
1: on what happened with actually during the game in terms of the, their ability to win that game and the position that they're in. Mm. Um, they were drilled pretty quickly in absolutely no time. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. 14 points in the first quarter, 17 points and early points in the second quarter. It was, it was literally done before, you, before it was cut. It was ridiculous.
0: I mean, the I've converted. never seen
1: one team capitulate so much like that.
0: No, I mean, the the Buccaneers converted just one of nine third-down attempts, but did get three first downs via yeah. penalty. And the Buccaneers ended up with eight rushing yards.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, they so they set a record of only rushing the ball five times. And one of them was a, a Blaine Gabbert knee at the end. Yes. Um, that set the previous record um, which was held by numerous teams. One of which was the New England Patriots against Pittsburgh mm-hmm. in 2004. And guess who the quarterback was on that day? Mr. <laughs> Grady, of, of course.
0: Yeah. There you but go. I
1: don't think the Bucks would have. I don't think the Bucks would have come into this game because they were down so quickly. I mean, before you knew it, they, they, the first, the actual first first down that they they had managed to achieve was in the second quarter. Mm. So by then they weren't in a position where they could run the ball. They had to throw it. I don't think the Bucks would have come into this game planning to throw it 38 times. I just don't think that would have been even in their mindset that they learning anything else. And some of Brady's passes just didn't have the legs. And it's what we saw with Peyton Manning at, at the end of his career when he was at Denver. Um, you could see that a lot of his passes were a bit limp and they weren't going to the men that they should have and they were slightly behind. And also he was leading his, uh, leading his receivers into areas they shouldn't have gone to as well. You know, they're going in sort of face first into some tackles because they're having to get the body in between the ball and the receivers. Um, Manning learned which one, he didn't learn how to you know, edit his game, but he learned which passes he could, and more importantly, couldn't. Right? Um, some of the passes we saw this weekend really looked like big, looping passes from Brady. And it just reminded me of the Manning era. That's all it reminded me of. And it reminded me of the Eli Manning era as well. At the end of, it, at the, end of the Giants, a lot of his passes had no legs on them.
0: No. No, it was yeah, it was an embarrassing uh, game for the Bucks. They've blown hot and cold a couple of times this year, so that's their third loss now. Uh, they yeah. just, I mean, it's it's interesting how quickly uh, um, Antonio Brown can ruin a team, but uh, he seems to do pretty well. In, yeah, three catches, I mean, thirty-one yards harsh. in this game. Well, all right, I'm going to take it anyway. The same way you bring everything back to Denver. I'm gonna, uh, use any excuse. Absolutely. The thing is,
1: it is the. It is their third loss of this season, but one of those was against the Saints in Brady's first ever game yeah. um, without any OTAs, uh, and it was against the Saints as well. Um, his next one was a one-point loss to the Bears on the Thursday night football. Maybe Brady's just not made for the big stage. Have thought about that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time a division <laughs> rival has swept Brady in his career. So shout-outs to the AFC East and they're competitive. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, <laughs> that uh, there was um, a stat that I saw from Shannon Sharp which said in the time that Brady, if you combine every team's record together, in the time that Brady was at the Patriots, um, the highest team were, I think the Bills at 21st and then the Jets were at 26 and then the Dolphins were at 28. So if you, the highest, they literally had nothing in their division. So that's the, the most empty stat in the world. It is. It's completely ridiculous, and that's not even a stat. It's just that just goes to show that yes, he is a great, but there are limitations on some of his achievements, at least.
0: Mm-hmm. And there we go. That was the end of the game. So yeah, good one. I don't States. remember.
1: I was going to the, the only other thing I was going to say is I don't remember seeing a game between two top teams in averted yeah. um where one of them had forty minutes of possession. I,
2: gonna, I yeah, don't remember seeing that like,
1: legit. It's ridiculous in terms of time, but being over 40 minutes of possession, it is. I don't remember seeing it. You obviously see it in some breakout in um, some games where teams get trounced, but not in a game where it's it's supposed to be a nip-and-tuck game. Mm. Um, but it's Brady's biggest loss of his career, literally the biggest loss of his career. Um, <laughs> and there's obviously there's arguments going on now as well as to the... the uh, at the end of the game, some of the comments that Bruce Aarons made, um, and apparently Brady's not too happy with them, but how much of that is speculation, we don't
0: know. Look, he's a short-term solution, isn't he, I guess. They, they're they riding with him for one to two seasons, and then they're going to have to blow everything up, so they made the bed, they're going to have to lie in it. Yeah. And So far, he's looked pretty cool most of the time, but uh, against a really good team, Flakes. So... <laughs> Let's move on, Dave. Let's move on to a, a more exciting game and I'm going to go to Dallas. On your behalf, <laughs> yes, actually, oh. I wasn't going to do this, but you know, yeah, yeah it was. It was. this is your choice. Anyone expecting a blowout might have been justified in that thinking, but this is the NFL, Dave. And despite the Cowboys being down in their fourth choice quarterback, found themselves beating the undefeated Steelers 13-0 with just under four minutes left in the first half. You had Garrett Gilbert slinging it. He hit CD Lamb for a touchdown. The Steelers hit back through a touchdown catch for James Washington. Then a fumble by CD on the next play allowed the Steelers to kick a field goal and go into halftime 13 6 down. Ben suffered a knee injury near the end of the first half, and Mason Rudolph, everyone's favourite, came in to get that drive for a field goal. Ben did come out and get uh, to play the whole second half, though. Two more Greg Zerline field goals moved the Cowboys' advantage to 10 points before Big Ben found Juju for a 31 yard touchdown. Boswell's extra point was blocked. The next drive saw the Steelers' D step up once more. This time Minka Fitzpatrick picked a Garrett Gilbert throw in the end zone. A Boswell field goal brought the Steelers back to a one-point deficit before Roethlisberger passed to Eric Ebron on the next series, put the Steelers ahead for the first time in the game with just over two minutes remaining. The Cowboys still had a chance to win the game, though. On the last play of the game, Gilbert found the time to make the throw into the end zone, but just like last week's win against the Ravens, Minka Fitzpatrick managed to break up the pass, see the Steelers stay as the only undefeated NFL team. Final score, Steelers 24, Cowboys 19. Dave? Thoughts?
1: I mean, that, I'm not going to lie. That was hard for me to hear. That really was. <laughs> um, the main reason I wanted to talk about this game is just because it was a really entertaining game. Forget about the mm. fact it's the Steelers, and it, it isn't. The reason I, I picked this game wasn't to. It wasn't to basically say that you should have trounced these and it was rubbish, and the only reason you won the game is because of a last minute interception. It was none of that. It was just to say you played a really entertaining game, which I haven't been able to say watching the Steelers this season an awful lot. So this year, well, no, if you think about it, this year, the Steelers are 25th in total offensive yards, okay? But you're fifth in points per game. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is because you drive Mm downfield slowly, but comprehensively, and you score every time, which means the games aren't close and it's not exciting. The Steelers are the team, at the moment, I like to watch least because you're not in big, exciting games. You're in these sort of nip and tuck short games, which there's nothing wrong with that. And teams who do that normally do well in and going and win championships. But it was just a really great game. And to the point where, in, there's, it's, when you get that now or never moment where a team has to score on this play and they're in the red zone and you think anything can happen and it's that big opportunity, you just think, okay, this is, the, this is what makes football great. And that's what this game was. For us not to talk about this game would it be wrong. It was a really good team against a really bad team, which the Cowboys are. The Cowboys played well above what, what their ability has shown so far this season. Oh, it's they the didn't come this season. Oh, by miles. I mean, other than the Falcons game, you can make a case of, but that's just purely situational. In terms of the actual way that they played, I think they were like, absolutely superb. I thought they were brilliant. Um, the big problem with this was the fact that ultimately it came down to the best team won. Um, how much of it is the Steelers dropping down the level this this, the thing is this might just be a it might just be a, a wake up call for the Steelers where sometimes you need it when you lose a game you come out of the game you lose and you think we should have won that we're better than that and it refocuses you on what you're, what you're at this could do that now this could do it because you're coming out of that game going we shouldn't have been we shouldn't have been within one score we shouldn't have been within 10 scores of that Cowboys team <laughs> that Cowboys team's <laughs> dross. But it was a brilliant game. The one thing I do take away from this, though, is Chase, uh, is, uh, Chase Claypool dropping a number of passes. There were quite <laughs> a few that bounced in and out of his hands. So that's the only criticism on on him there.
2: Um,
1: the only thing I that's fine, that's fine. I'm just saying that. I mean, that is a concern for him. It has to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but Juju's oh, really? route running in this game was absolutely unbelievable. There was one point where he was running at full speed and stopped dead. Literally went from a hundred to zero, yeah. and a lot of people talk about creating separation through great route movements or speed. The ability to just decelerate and stop. I mean, the corner was—he's still going now. You know, he hasn't stopped yet. He's still running, and it was yeah, it, it was that ability to be able to do that. And the ball was in the air going to him, so it's obviously something that they worked on. And there's a reason he's getting fifteen yards per attempt. He's 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 gone on that that an extra level now, but he just has to keep on doing it.
0: Yeah, no, he's really good. He had a, a bit of a down year yeah, last year, but he's coming back. And uh, we're lucky to have him in the building. We've got so many good receivers anyway. So, yeah, very happy. It was our worst performance of the season and we still won. So if you can play badly and still win, then that's still promising for me. I'm I'm very happy so far. Yeah, the whole
1: point of me picking this game wasn't to have a pop. It was purely to say it was a really entertaining game. Do you know what? If, if anything, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're coming out of it going, if we can play that well with... I don't even remember... Corner,
2: Garrett Gilbert. If we're
1: playing that well with him, Garrett Gilbert, if we're playing that well with him, then when we eventually get Dalton back... Because Dalton's better. Dalton's better than Gilbert. There's no doubt about it. Dalton, <laughs> much significantly better.
0: Gilbert had nothing to lose. Yeah. And that's what you could see in that game. Yeah. He had no, no reason to be afraid. He just got in there and thought it was my chance and he took it. Shot his shot. And, uh, something and that's that Dalton's fine more for scared. one
1: game. And that's fine for one game. That's fine for two games, maybe. But we've seen numerous times that quarterbacks can't continue doing that. And when they do, where do they end up? They end up being a backup in Jacksonville. That's where you end
0: up. (laughs) Should we move on to the next game, Dave? Let's. Okay, I want to move on to the LA Chargers then. So a great AFC West battle in Los Angeles on Sunday evening with the Raiders in town. The first half saw Raiders touchdowns for Devontae Booker, your favourite, Dave and Josh Jacobs. Charges responded from Caelan Balaj and Keenan Allen. A Jerry Tillery strip sack fumble recovery of Derek Carr set up a Michael Badgley field goal to see the home team charges go in 17-14 at the break. A huge 45-yard throw to the ever-reliable Nelson Aguilar. See fully cipher details. And a Darren Waller touchdown gave the Raiders an eight-point lead. Herbert found Gabe Neighbours in the end zone for his second touchdown pass of the game, but the two-point conversion failed. Herbert had the ball in the end zone again, though. Only to see the call reversed and the Chargers fell to another last-second defeat. Final score, Raiders 31, Chargers 26. Dave, you called this pick last week as a win for the Raiders. Raiders do well on the
2: road.
1: Raiders do well on the road. When you look at the Raiders and the way that they play, they're set up, they're really efficient. They're second in all of the NFL in terms of their percentage of scoring drives to overall drives. Mm-hmm. Um so they are one of those teams who, if you give them an inch, they will take a mile. I think they're only second to the Kansas City Chiefs. How lucky is Denver to be in the same division as those two? <laughs> um, but they're 4-1 and one on the road this year. And this, is, this season, this is the kind of game that – Ra- I know it went down to the last play. This is the kind of game that the Raiders win. And it's the kind of game that the Chargers lose. It's just mm-hmm. what happens. As, as soon as it went down to the last play, you're sitting there going – I know the Raiders are going to score because that's what the Chargers do. The Chargers lose games in the last minutes. two weeks running now that's happened. It happened against Denver, happened against the Raiders. And it's consistent. The Raiders are a significantly better team than the Chargers. They just are throughout. If you look at the run game, I mean, Josh Jacobs is a different level. Mm-hmm. I think he's proving that he doesn't ever lose yards. Every single play. It's the thing I always say with, if you look at someone like um, Aaron Jones and someone like uh, Saquon Barkley, Barkley's going to get you one yard, one yard, one yard, one yard, 87 yards. Yeah. Aaron Jones will get you eight yards, six yards, eight yards, 14 yards, eight yards, nine yards. Same with Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs never loses yards. and never gets ones and twos. It's all big chunks. And the scary thing is, he's he's gonna go on forever. I can't, you can't ever see him. He doesn't get injured. He doesn't have a huge backlog on him. He doesn't. You know, he's not got a million miles. He's he's a very good player. He's just constant, and it's it's really irritating. <laughs> he's at the Rangers. I wish he was somewhere else. The reason
0: why has um, not got million miles on him? Josh Jacobs was, ran the wheels off him in college. No, in college.
1: No, because he didn't. Mm-hmm. He barely had any. Mm, Two hundred and fifty-one attempts in college. Look at, J, look at that compared to James Conner. James Conner had six hundred and sixty-eight attempts in college.
0: Well, Devontae Booker Jacob had more yards have. in this game than uh, than Josh Jacobs. So, a little word on Devontae Booker.
1: No, he's a pump returner. That's all he is. He's nothing but a glorified pump returner. I'm not. I'm, I'm not having it. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not having it. I really. One game does not make a does not make a Super Bowl, and that. I
0: know exactly how to wind Dave up.
1: Devonte Booker, honestly, you think you think I've got there's some players who I love and I'm blind for, absolutely blind for. Devonte Booker is completely the other way.
0: Because he hurt you so badly,
1: waste of space. He's a flag machine. That's what he is. When was the last time you saw a running back get done for holding? He's ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. He's ridiculous a defensive play of getting done for holding and face masking that's what he used to do He's he making mm-hmm. me laugh
0: no it was a fun Wait. game that one down to the last play like I said they had a touchdown he got reversed um, couldn't do it again so yeah Herbert gets a lot of praise but he's not getting wins under his belt
1: great to watch as, I was going to say as a neutral I'm not really a neutral I mean when it comes to Chargers versus Raiders I'm as neutral as you can get with those two teams because I hate them both as much as each other mm-hmm. I was watching that game completely as a neutral And he's great to watch as a neutral because he's he's boom or bust. Completely boom or bust. He's just like four from one, uh, third and one. I don't care. I'm going 60 yards down the field. No, just (laughs) just run it. Just do a little inside. What are you doing, you idiot?
2: Mm
0: -hmm. It's great
1: to watch. I won't playing for my team, but he's great to watch.
0: Let's go to the desert now. Uh, I'm going to go to Arizona. So the Dolphins' rapid improvement drive continues, Dave. You knew it was going to be a good game when Shaq Lawson stripped the ball from Kyler Murray and ran it back for the first of many touchdowns in this game. It set up back-to-back-to-back-to-back touchdown drives from both teams. The Cardinals scored with Max Williams and Christian Kirk. Dolphins with Jordan Howard and Preston Williams. Kyler Murray found Daryl Daniels and then ran in a touchdown of his own to take the lead for the first time in the game. But a Matt Collins catch from Tua and another Jason Sanders field goal were enough to win the game as a Zane Gonzalez 49-yard attempt sailed wide. The Dolphins now join the Cardinals on a 5-3 and three record and the final score in this game was Dolphins 34, Cardinals 31. That's two games for Tua and two wins, Dave.
1: It is. Um, he looks a lot better in this game than he did mm-hmm. in his first game. Yep. Um, which is somewhat surprising considering he's away and he's halfway across the country.
0: You said Dolphins, um, are the desert. but
1: No, they don't. They they normally uh, they don't thrive normally like it towards the coast. But no, they've done well this time. Um, it's I think what we what we're seeing is Tua's tryout, essentially, because because of the outstanding success that the Texans are currently experiencing, mm. um, the Dolphins are picking pretty high in the draft. So I think they wanted to throw Turo in and see if he is the, the guy that they should pin their future on or whether they should go for someone like Justin Fields uh, because they've got a high enough pick to be able to get him. They're
0: currently picking
1: um, I think, yeah, the So, But that was only because the Texans won this weekend. A couple of weeks ago, the yeah. Texans were picking second or third. Um, so I think they stuck him in and said, okay, let's see what options we've got. And Tua looked great. I thought, yeah, it looked absolutely fine. The, the offensive line in uh, in Miami is not great. It's really not great. Um, but after two games, he's looking composed. He's got 122 passer rating, uh, no picks as well, which is great. And he doesn't have really a run game. I mean, their run game is Jordan Howard, who got 19 yards off 10 attempts.
0: Well, <laughs> that, so that's they're they're their run got game. got 38 yards and Tua got 35 of his own uh two I'm,
1: well, two as two as yards i'm not counting as part of the run game so That's him no 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 but part of the run, ahmed I mean, got the 38
0: run... yards dave on seven carries so okay.
1: 30, if if your top rusher is getting 38 yards as i said i go back to my original statement You're better than the they Bucks. don't have much of they don't have much of a run game No <laughs> bar. come on but no i'm not going to count two as yards because that run game isn't helping he's not someone who's going to run the ball he's not a calamari he's not lamar he's not uh, you know, Big Ben, when we saw him go scrambling this weekend, mm-hmm. doesn't give you that option of mobility. He's someone who's going to sit in the pocket and he's, he's a little Drew Brees. He's but a He's scrambler. doing really well. Yeah. Oh, okay. he's, he's a scrambler, but he's not a guy who's going to break 40, 50 yards each time.
0: No, because no, one of well, really the things you should stuff, do, really well. like, like Mahomes does, is keep your eyes downfield and try and make the pass. Yeah. I like, I prefer... But a lot of the time... He puts the head down and starts running.
1: A lot of the time, though, he's having to look right because the... the the right tackle for Miami is the uh, his, his blind side because obviously he throws left-handed. Mm-hmm. so he's co- And he's constantly having to move to his left-hand side, which I don't know if comes natural to him. He didn't do it in college. but I don't know if it comes natural to him, but his ability to move to his left-hand side, sort of get away from any tackle and have the play open up in front of him, he's done that really, really well.
0: Yeah. Uh, great game again for Kyler Murray. Obviously, uh, around the same yardage in passing as Tua. He had 283. But again, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He had 106 rushing yards on 11 attempts uh, and a rushing touchdown. Yeah. So it was just a really entertaining game, back and forth. Uh, if, if you want to show a neutral game of, of NFL, then you couldn't go far wrong with this one, I don't think. And it was spread around yeah, as I mean, well. There were so many people receiving the ball as well. It wasn't just one or two. It wasn't like a Saints game. You know, Everyone was getting a go. Uh,
1: well, I mean, in most weeks this would have been probably the game of the week, mm. um, but this probably falls to you know third or fourth in terms of game of the week. This week we were really spoiled, yeah. The same um, game. So yeah, I, it was a great game, really, really enjoyable. Every time we saw it as well, we saw, as you were saying, a different man popping up. Um, but shout out to Chase Edmonds, twenty-five carries for seventy yards. They are some hard carries. Yeah. That was hard work. He's going to be coming out of that going, give me the Voltron because my back's killing
0: me. Yeah, both teams are now five and three. Uh, both of them are second yeah. in their divisions. So the improvement continues. Uh, yeah, let's, go, let's go to Kansas City, shall we? We're a really tough game here between the NFC South Carolina Panthers and the AFC West Kansas City Chiefs ensued. Good start to the Panthers who had Christian McCaffrey back after, what was it, seven weeks of being injured, Dave? Isn't he on your team? Yeah,
1: it was someone like that. No, no, no. Oh, not someone. My, I not he was. Oh, you got
0: Saquon. Sorry, someone else has got him, but he's been out. I for, had Saquon. <laughs> yeah, been out for most of the season. Uh, but, and it was Christian McCaffrey who got the first touchdown in the game, obviously, uh, a pass from Teddy Bridgewater. They got another touchdown through Curtis Samuel to put themselves 14-6 up after another field goal uh, from Butker. Chiefs then managed to get a touchdown before halftime. Demarcus Robinson caught a pass from Patrick Mahomes. Went into the break, Carolina up still by four points, seventeen points to thirteen. So you had a missed field goal from the Chiefs, a missed field goal from the Panthers to even it up. Then a touchdown for Clyde Edwards-Helaire from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you had another touchdown. This time it was Tyreek Kill on a twenty-eight yard pass, wide open. So kind of a blown coverage on that. It was like a deep crossing route. Tyreek Hill got the touchdown to move the Chiefs ahead. Karen the Pampers stepped back then again with a Teddy Bridgewater four-yard run. But the Chiefs just wouldn't stop scoring. Tyreek Hill with his second touchdown in the game. Pampers had one more in them, a Christian McCaffrey run. But uh, it was too little too late. And after a missed field goal, when they had a chance to win the game, the Kansas City Chiefs won it 33 points to 31. And that was the game. (laughs) Christian McCaffrey has obviously (laughs) been sorely missed despite Mike Davis being a very good backup. And I think the Panthers don't get enough credit for what they've been doing on defense. Matt Rule's come in and really has got that team moving, looking like an actual unit for a change.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you look at the Panthers, they're winning the games they should be winning and losing the games that they should be losing. I know that sounds like a a pretty obvious thing to say,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: but
1: in this game, I mean, they ran the Super Bowl champions close. Um, and it's the clever things that they were doing. So th- if you look on the Chiefs' defense, the the main sort of weak weak link is Daniel Sorensen. I mean, any anyone can see that, and they really targeted him on the slants. So what you'd have is, uh, I mean, Kurt Samuel a couple of times was uh, running the slants and re- really targeting and uh, going out Sorensen. And Sorensen's not a terrible player; he's just a weak link in that defense, especially on the inside linebackers. Um, but McCaffrey broke the tackle of him, I think, twice and ended up getting 30 yards for him um, over the course of those two. And Robbie Anderson playing on the outside as well um, did really well to drag sort of the deep safety wide and up. I think it was, uh, it was, um, I can't remember what his name is now. Anthony Hitchens, I think it was, he was yep. playing deep nickel, um, where he'd normally play up. So he was giving them that ability to be able to play in the centre. Um, what I, when you look at the, when you look at the Panthers, I mean they've got six rookies playing significant minutes on defense, yeah. and they're playing against the most dynamic offense in the NFC, in the NFL at the moment. So it's not really a surprise that they're conceding 33 points or 34 points or however many it was. Um, as I say, they're losing the games that they should be losing at the moment, um, but they're winning games that you wouldn't have expected them to. So I mean they beat the Cardinals, they beat the Chargers. Um, the only lost. they didn't lose by much I know the scorelanders didn't lose by much against the Bucks it was still a close game
2: mm.
1: um, same goes for the Panthers and the, uh, the game against the Falcons though. I think they're a much much better team than their record suggests and I think they're one of those teams in probably two or three years and Matt Rule's on a 20 year contract or whatever it is <laughs> they're, they're one of those they're one of those teams which very very quickly can become a very sneaky good team it's what we saw with the Titans last year the Titans all of a sudden became that sneaky good team,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: which is one of the few things I got right last season. And I think <laughs> probably not next year, I'm not sure if it will be next year, but certainly maybe the year after, the Titans will become a very, very good team. Because in their division, what you've got is uh, the Bucks who are going to implode because you know they're not going to have a quarterback. No. Um, I don't care what you say. The Saints are not going to be able to continue with Drew Brees. And then they've got the choice of whether it's Taysom Hill or James Winston. Good luck with that. <laughs> um, and then you've got the Falcons who do their absolute best to implode every season. So it's kind of there. I don't want to say it's there for the taking, but it's kind of opening up. They're going from being in a really, really tough division for the next couple of years, maybe, to being one of the front runners. And we're going to see them very soon. It's a bit of an early call now. Them becoming a... a sort of stalwart for maybe the next five or six years in the playoffs and becoming a tough playoff team because they've set their base they've gone here's our foundation this is what we're staying at this is we, we're basically making a very good strong defense and we are going to build from it and they're doing everything right
0: they are they're, they're currently picking ninth if the season ended today so unless the way it's figuring so out they're going to be
1: the thing is, the thing what everyone has to remember is: yes, they're picking ninth, but they're picking ninth in every round. They're picking ninth in the first yeah. round, second round, third round, all the way through. So, yeah, I mean, and they've got a quarterback who's very, very good, very serviceable, and they're not paying him an enormous amount. They can also afford to be very aggressive in free agency as well. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't surprise me if the, if the Panthers become one of those teams who very quickly become a team to uh, a team to watch out for.
0: Yeah. So great game. But the Chiefs managed to nick it and yep. still on Dan still at top of Dan Hans's power rankings uh, as number one team in the NFL. So there you go. Despite losing the game. <laughs> let's go to let's go to Buffalo, where they uh, the Buffalo Bills hosted the Seahawks. So the Buffalo Bills wasted no time in getting up to speed against what many consider to be the best team in the NFC. Josh Allen picked out Azy McKenzie and Tyler Croft, Russell Wilson got picked in the end zone all before the end of the first quarter. Russ did run one in before halftime, but Josh Allen threw his third touchdown of the game to Gabriel Davis to see the halftime score 24 points to 10. Russ got a sack fumble from Jerry Hughes on the first drive of the second half, just to make matters worse. DJ Dallas got a rushing touchdown on the next series for Seattle. A Zach Moss rush moved the, the Bills' score up again. Wilson threw his second pick of the game to Jadavious White. that He almost returned for a touchdown. Josh Allen ran in on the next play. AJ Klein strip sacked Wilson again in between the David Moore 55-yard touchdown and the DK Metcalf touchdown. But it was too little, too late. Bills took this all too easily, 44 points to 34. Very strange game. This is an off off day for Russell Wilson. Um, Yeah. This is is, is a a bit of a killer. This
1: is is what's called an hacker buster. I think this ruined everyone (laughs) this week. It ruined a lot of people, I know that. Um, now, that's, that's seven giveaways for Russell Wilson in his last three games now, which is very much not like him. Um, but his offensive line's banged up. I'm not sure who he is. I mean, what did you say? It was DJ Dallas, did you DJ say? Dallas. I mean, Travis Home, Travis Home is not a running back. I'm not sure what he is, but he's not a running back. Um, yeah, when was the last time they had their first choice running back healthy for an entire season? I know Alex Collins has come in there, but he's coming off with a horrendous injury. There's no, you know, there's no surprise that he's... Uh, Not going to be their starter, but Chris Carson. And when was the last time he had a full season? They have to be able to go and get someone who can play a full year.
0: Yeah, he's not not had a full season. Doesn't happen in
1: Dallas. No, ever. And it's ridiculous. You want someone who, who, you want a running back who does may not necessarily be, you know, a bell carrier who can run it thirty times a game, but someone who can just take the pressure off your quarterback, especially when your quarterback is Russell Wilson. He is your entire offense and twenty percent of your defense, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, I mean, the Seahawks have, they have to work at in the past. They have to. Josh Allen came into this game threw it 38 times.
0: They only really ran
1: it. Well, yeah, but they, they're trying to, when you're going into a game saying, okay, we're winning and we're going to continue throwing the ball, that tells mm-hmm. you everything you need to know about what respect they give your defense. Mm-hmm. And they only really ran it 11 times, legitimately move the quarterback runs because a lot of those aren't designed it's just kind of I'm well, not don't talented count. enough to throw it. well I'm not talented enough to throw it to anyone else I'm just going to scramble for a bit <laughs> and also I think there was a trick play from Isaiah McKenzie as well but shout out to Isaiah McKenzie he got touchdown this week so yeah. he's learning learning to catch which is good um, and <laughs> somewhat essential for a, a wide receiver yeah but he didn't do that um but no the Bills I think the Bills really did uh yeah, really be showed sure that they're a much better team than their recent performances have uh, suggested because they've been off for a fair few weeks now.
0: Mm. Yeah, much better game for for Josh Allen as you said. Thirty-eight passes, thirty-one of them completed. Four hundred fifteen passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. A rating of one hundred thirty-eight point five. So yeah. pretty, pretty perfect they, to be honest. Uh, and they also they ran got minutes.
1: Yeah, they got minced by the Titans and got destroyed by the Chiefs back to back weeks. Then yeah. they went and beat the Jets, which you know, whatever. Yeah, right. right. Beat the Patriots after the Patriots had been on holiday for a couple of weeks because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I remember coming into this, going, "What are the bills? You know, I think I might even said it on last week's. Part. What What are the bills? Are they good enough? And they showed it this week, absolutely good enough. Now next week we've got the Cardinals. And it's kind of, are they just one of those teams who can come in when you play against one of the top teams and put in a stellar performance? Or can they do it week after week? Because that's going to be a real tough game.
0: Yeah, I think this was an embarrassment for the Seahawks' defense. I think the Cardinals' do is better I agree. than Seattle. Um, and they can still. Oh, without, without any shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Um, any shadow of a
1: doubt. Um, so that's going
0: to be a much more I difficult mean, test for the Bills.
1: Yeah, I mean, Seattle's defense is is a joke at times. I mean, they've got some real stars in there, but they've also got some snatch as well.
0: Yeah. Are <laughs> they called the Legion of Room now? Because there's so much space. To <laughs> I
1: like that. <laughs> I've not heard that before. I like
0: that. <laughs> Let's do the roundup then, Dave, of the rest of the games. So it took Chicago until the fourth quarter to put any points on the board. A 40-yard A.J. Brown touchdown helped see the Titans reach halftime 10-0 up in, in, uh, against the Bears. A 63-yard fumble return for the new Titan slash old boy Desmond King. And a touchdown catch from Johnny Smith pushed the lead to 24 consolation touchdowns from Titans Ryan Knoll and Jimmy Graham will do little to assuage the Bears fans though Titans followers will be glad just to see a win again final score Titans 24 Bears 17 <sighs> not a great game to watch so let's go to, uh, let's go to an NFC East matchup then shall we uh, there was a rushing touchdown from Wayne Gorman and a receiving touchdown from Evan Engram plus an interception of Alex Smith by Blake Martinez saw the New York Giants 23 up at halftime against the Washington football team why was Alex Smith in the game well, this week's Washington starting quarterback, Kyle Allen, was taken out on their third series with a dislocated ankle, which was not a pretty sight. Scoring did improve, no. for, the, scoring did improve for the WFT in the second half. Rookie running back Antonio Gibson and second-year monster Terry McLaurin got, t- got scores for the team. But Smith tossed two more interceptions to Julius Peppers and Logan Ryan to kill any comeback. Final score there was the Giants 23, Team 20.
1: Yeah, I think when you look at this game, the, the Giants' defence won this game, really. Mm -hmm. Um, three interceptions by Alex Smith just killed any chance that Washington had Um, I mean all they needed to do it was was fairly straightforward, march down the field couple of first downs, draw it with a field goal and they just couldn't do it they just don't have the firepower on on offense that team is so heavily weighted on defense in terms of talent it's a joke Um, I like Washington, I've got a soft spot for them but they're, they're just I mean in a division where no one wants to win it they're the ones that are trying the hardest and succeeding in not winning it, to be perfectly honest. I think the Giants are a significantly better team than they are. Um, and it showed They, you know, they, uh, they come out of this with a win. And it, it was, the scoreline says it was a lot closer than it actually was. If the Giants had a, a, a quarterback who was more, um, how can I say this in a nice way, uh, reliable uh, and slightly more dynamic, mm. uh, it would have, I think they would have won the game by significantly more points than they did. But Daniel Jones is fine. He's just not. He's not. Uh, so it, well, he's just not elite. That's all he's not. He's very good. He's good. Not worth it. But he's just not very good.
0: Yeah. AFC South, Dave. And despite both teams coming into the game with only one win, the Texans were supposed to walk this game. But someone didn't tell emergency Jags quarterback, Jake Luton. A 73-yard pass to DJ Chark got things going. Houston responded immediately with a 55, 57-yard run from a catch-and-run from Brandon Cooks. James Robinson ran in a touchdown for Jacksonville. Duke Johnson responded to make it twenty sixteen at halftime. A 77-yard bomb pass to Will Fuller moved the Texans further ahead, but a Jake Luton 13-yard scramble got them to a two-point conversion from tying the game, but the attempt was unsuccessful, and the Texans hold on to win 27 points to 25. That was uh, uncomfortable for people on the accumulator, I'm guessing.
1: I mean, the thing is, you call Jade Luton an emergency quarterback. This is yeah. something that he's done his whole life. He didn't just step in. He's not a punter. You know, this, <laughs> he, he, was, he was drafted. So he didn't go undrafted. He was drafted in the sixth round.
0: Sixth round, yeah. He
1: has a, yeah, he has over, he has a 68% passer completion, which, mm-hmm. just by the way, on a side note, you know the whole rule of...
0: 60%. I told you this last yeah. week.
1: Yeah. You know the whole 60% uh, passer percentage is acceptable. I want to formally... And for the record, change that now. It's no longer 60%. I think 65 now has to be the box. If you're at 60%, you're now below average. So I think we need to start looking at 65. Okay. Um, which makes Drew Luck even worse, but it <laughs> is what it is. But no, I, th- I was massively impressed with Jake Luton. I mean, he's a slinger. He came in and went, you know what? I might only get one go, so I I'm going to go for it. And uh, unfortunately, I left DJ Shark on my bench, on <laughs> many of my benches, which was mm. somewhat annoying, but... No, good for him. You know, he, he came. He, he, he wasn't just a gunslinger. He played really well. It was his, it was his ability to throw off the back foot and the front foot. There's one of his throws. He, he stepped into it and he launched it a mile. It did. I mean, it was it went incomplete, but it just showed you this guy's got an arm. He's got a cannon for an arm. Um, and you go back and look at some of his stuff they did at Oregon State, and he's he's, he's a decent player. I'm, I'm not sure how much of a future he'll have in the NFL, but it was a great moment for him. So all well done.
0: He had fun. He had fun. He almost got a win on his, under his belt. So there we go. So from yep. the AFC South to the NFC North, Dalvin Cook picked up where he left off after his four-touchdown performance last week, scoring on the Vikings' first drive, obviously. It was a tough day for the Lions. They kept punching themselves in the dick. A missed field goal and three interceptions against an offense that is getting dangerous it was just too much to overcome. Even though the Lions' special teams yeah. blocked two Vikings' punts, this was an easy win for Minnesota. Two passing touchdowns for Ev Smith. One from Amir Abdullah and another Russian touchdown for Cook outweighed the Lions scores from Marvin Jones and TJ Hawkinson. Stafford came out of the game in the fourth quarter with an injury for Chase Daniel. Final score in the NFC North was Lions 20, Vikings 34. I
1: thought when I was watching this game, I thought I was in somewhat of a parallel universe. I, right. turned, I turned over at one point and saw that the Lions were playing the Vikings and the Lions had Chase Daniel at quarterback. And I thought, hang on, what's happened here? I didn't <laughs> even know he played for the Lions, let alone in I thought he was still in Chicago. Um, the Lions lost to a better team. He's a um,
0: like a pub crawl, isn't he? He's he's the one now yeah. doing the rounds of every team in the NFL.
1: Absolutely. he's the one drinking everyone's drabs. He always goes in, and someone either gets injured. He's 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 the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. He goes in, and whoever is, his starter is, immediately gets immediately. Josh McCown. Him. Yeah, yeah. Josh McCown does exactly the same thing as well. I think it's. I mean, yeah, I've got a massive soft spot for the Lions, and there there's a limited window in how much sort of scope you can give uh, a head coach and I think, I think when you're looking at the Lions it, it's almost as though they're coming to an end now because it's I think Matt Patricia came over from the Patriots with this big sort of reputation for being a defensive guru in this wonderful yeah. defensive team and it's just not worked out uh, I when, when was the last time you saw a stellar defensive performance from the Lions the Lions do well because Matt Stafford's a genius and he is forget everyone forget about the fact he plays for the Lions if he played for a big team who could actually sort their shit out I absolutely guarantee he would have Super Bowl appearances under his belt more playoff wins it's only because he plays for the Lions that he hasn't he's a superstar um the Lions now have a new owner um I think it stayed in the family but now there's a new owner so mm-hmm. uh it wouldn't shock me if there's significant changes happening in Detroit. And quite frankly, it in means I've got a massive soft spot for Detroit. Just blow it up and start again, because whatever's happening at the moment, it's
0: not right. No. Let's go back to the first game of uh, of week nine. So having 80.8 million in cap space sitting on IR was a bridge too far for the 49ers on Thursday night <laughs> against a hot and cold Packers team that saw the return of their best player, Aaron Jones. Of course, it was Devontae Adams who scored the first touchdown of the night on a deep shot from Rogers. Just Detroitman was praising the nine in secondary, of course. Uh, Nick Mullins got pressured into throwing a pick to Raven Green. Mercedes Lewis got a rare touchdown catch for the pack. Then Valdez Scantling caught a bomb to make it twenty-one-three at halftime. Marcus Valdez Scantling got his second touchdown in the third quarter to extend the lead. Constellation touchdowns for Richie James and Jerick McKinnon gave us a final score of Green Bay thirty-four, San Francisco seventeen. He uh, really game. got eighty million
1: Guys. sitting on sitting on IR. Eighty point
0: eight million, yeah.
1: Imagine how. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, I think the cap this year is just a shy over 200 million, isn't it? So that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a 40% of your entire cap space sitting on IR. That's amazing. Uh, no, shout out in this game to Richie James, 184 yards in total. Um, and on. shout out to... Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, also shout out to uh, River Craycraft as well, um, former Bronco, a guy I'm massively fond of. Uh, but No, I mean, the, the Falcon... Uh, the San Francisco, as, as well as much as they tried and as as much as they did, they they were just short. That's all it was. It was mm-hmm. like watching what was it? What the Washington wasn't the Wizards or whoever it was that used to play uh, Harlem Globetrotters every week. You <laughs> could just see that there was no matter what they did, there was no way they were going to win.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the Packers were just so much better in almost every single department. Yeah, um, Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers barely threw it away and that's when you know it's easy because he's the king of the throwaway and he was barely doing that <laughs> um, the only thing I was slightly disappointed by is that Aaron Jones got less than 400 yards which was really irritating the mm-hmm. fantasy only got me 58 yards so I was slightly annoyed by that
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright three games left Dave let's go to uh, Indianapolis then where the Colts are winning this game at halftime, ten-seven, 10-7 thanks to a Jonathan Taylor touchdown and the Rodrigo Blankenship field goal The Ravens' touchdown came from a Taylor fumble that was run back by Chuck Clark. Unfortunately for the Colts, there was a second half played. A very fortunate interception for Marcus Peters, even though he didn't keep hold of the ball, gave the Ravens the momentum that saw Baltimore rushing touchdowns from Gus Edwins and Lamar Jackson. Those plus a Justin Tucker field goal moved the Ravens comfortably past the Colts. Final score was the Ravens 24, Colts 10.
2: Yeah.
1: It's what we expected. Um, The Ravens are still a good team. Forget about... Or of the run, question marks that run, being sorry?
0: Just run, 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 run. <laughs> That's
1: all they there's do. Nothing wrong with that. Run for In the second half. In the second half, Lamar Jackson was ten for ten. I mean there's hmm. a boys clinic clinical in the air. <laughs>
0: 170 yards, yeah.
1: This is their thirty first consecutive game um, where they've got more than twenty points. Um, and it's their 10th straight road win as well so they are a dangerous team uh, they're probably just not the elite team um, they're probably a level below, you've got certain teams which are at the absolute pinnacle of this league and then you've got sort of this the second tier teams, team, the Raven probably in that second tier because they're just not they've already proven it this season, they're not good enough to win the big games um, mm-hmm. there's only one way that they can prove everyone wrong, anyone wrong and that's by doing it and doing it in the playoffs so it's down to them you know, we, we we see you, Ravens, and now raise yourself. Colts continuing with uh, Philip Rivers loving, getting 10 points again. Um, I mean, there has to be a change there. There just has to be. Jacob Brissett came in for um a one point during the game to throw a bomb because Philip Rivers can't do anymore. I think it was the end of the second. Hmm. And uh, instead of throwing the bomb, he ended up taking a sack. and
2: ended up losing <laughs> about 60 yards. It was
1: ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go you know it's bad when you're bringing in Jacoby Rousset to be your your guy's going to launch it it's just like no even that
0: save but, me Jacoby yeah indeed <laughs> alright two games left two games left Sunday afternoon Atlanta got scoring on all four of their first half drives to give the Broncos an almost insurmountable task touchdown throws to Olamide Zaccheaus and Brandon Powell and two young Huku field goals gave the Falcons a 20-3 to halftime lead a Justin Simmons interception for the Broncos didn't stem the tide and Julio Jones was found with about 20 yards of empty space around him to extend the lead. Jerry Judy got his second touchdown of the season, then Locke got picked by Ricardo Allen. Setting up a Todd Gurley touchdown, a Tim Patrick catch and a Drew Locke run made it to a one-score game, but they stalled on their final drive, and the Falcons held on for once. Final score, Broncos 27, Falcons 34. Yeah.
1: The fact that the Broncos...
0: So uh, who, is, who is Drew Locke? That, that
1: we still don't know. As I've said, you know, he's, he's a guy who's played <laughs> less than 10 games. You he's, never know right he's he's still developing but quite frankly his performances in the last two weeks in the first three quarters are not good enough it's as simple as that um there's one of there's an incomplete pass that he so he's got to the point now and it's it's what happened with uh trevor simeon and paxton lynch as well where reporters are now sitting down with him showing him game tape and saying, explain this and that's what was happening before mm-hmm. anyone who doesn't know what it's like in denver i suppose it's a lot the same in many cities but I, you know, I've been to Denver. It's the same in Seattle as well. The fans there are, I would say, very knowledgeable. And this, this, I don't think this is unique to Denver, but you are expected if you make certain mistakes to explain yourself almost. And now they're showing him game tips saying, explain this. And one of the, all he said was, "That's unacceptable. I'm embarrassed." I'm like, "Well, you should be, mm-hmm. because some of the passes that you missed where you were wide open are not acceptable for any for." A, for an NFL quarterback you can't go into any division with the fourth best quarterback and right now he is the fourth best quarterback in
0: our division what about the starting quarterback for next season he did the right with 284 passing yards three touchdowns just one interception for the Falcons
1: (laughs) I mean okay so Matt Ryan did okay Mm -hmm. but
0: I mean he's going to be wearing the orange next year right
1: yeah yeah, five pounds so, I mean, the only way he's going to be wearing the orange is if he's playing for the Bengals.
2: <laughs>
1: There's no way he's going to. If anything, I want us to go and get Sam Donald, but that's that's just me. Um, this is Drew locker has now fallen back. He's, he's gone for the beginning of the season being someone who the Broncos are all in for, being a guy who we've basically given him multiple wide receivers, um, given him tight ends as well, and given him real help with getting in uh, Melvin Gordon. Um, for what he's worth and bringing in help on the offensive line as well. So he's gone from a guy that we're all in for and really sort of support him. I think he's now sort of re- gone back to that role of being on trial almost. And I think quite rightly, because it's not good enough. Like, it really isn't. Last um,
2: game shout then. out
1: to, well, I was going to say shout out to uh, Albert Okwabunen uh, uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's tore his ACL and he's out for the season now,
0: unfortunately. Uh, I will not be able to so say his name though.
1: You, you won't, unfortunately. Um, so, unfortunately, he is out and we've activated Troy Fumagalli from uh, IR as well.
0: Fumagalli, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, let's, talk about back, the, let's talk very briefly about the Monday night game then, Dave. So it was Joe Flacco's turn to play quarterback for the winless Jets on Monday night, and he went for it. What a performance. Two, two touchdown passes in the first half, a 50-yarder to Brashad Perryman, and a 20-yard pass to Jameson Crowder, had the Jets up 20-10 to 10 at the half. Cam Newton running the first of the Pats' touchdowns. He let Rex Burke take the strain for their second. Perriman got his second touchdown of the game and season before Flacco's luck ran out and a deep pass was picked by JC Jackson. Uh, this time, Cam head onto the ball long enough to run in the game-tying touchdown. A last-second 51-yard field goal for the former Jets kicker Nick Falk was this week's dagger for the Jets. Final score, Patriots 30, Jets 27. Owie! Being a Jets fan <laughs> okay. must suck. I mean, having Nick Foles, yeah. the guy who was there for like seven seasons. Scored the winning points, must have uh, not been fun.
1: No, it, uh, it was. It, there were. I mean, it was a close game. They've lost nine on the bounce now. Yeah. And they've lost badly in many of them. It was a close game, and Jets fans know what they want and know what they are. They were, Jets fans would have been unhappy with that win because ultimately they know where they're going. It, Operation Trevor is full. Fully engaged, and the last thing they're going to want to do is win any games. They they want to get to the point where they can win one, maybe two. You don't want to entirely lose in season. Maybe want to win one. They could have won this game and still been
0: in first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but
1: even still, you want to make sure that you don't put Trevor Lawrence out. You know, you don't want to start winning games and potentially lose that too early. You (laughs) want to, you want to make sure you're banking your first-round pick.
0: Well, the last game's Um, the Patriots, so
1: yeah. Um, but no, it's good to see Denzel Mims actually get a go as well, because mm. so many times he hasn't really been targeted. Um when he was playing for Baylor, I remember seeing him in the Big Twelve game. Um I think he got like seventy-five yards on two carries. For some reason he's just not whether he's not trusted or not, I don't know, but he just doesn't seem to be targeted that much. It's
0: been a tough uh, start for Mims, uh, hasn't it? He's he's a really
1: Yeah, it, it, he's, I think I think he's got he's one of those guys who's gonna he's streaky. I think he's gonna get you uh, he's probably gonna in most seasons get used seven or eight touchdowns in a game. Uh, in, sorry, in in a season, seven or eight in a game would be amazing. Um, but he's, I think he's one of those guys who's just a bit streaky. He's obviously uh, comfortable playing outside and inside as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nice that it was almost it was nice that the that Flacco sort of had the freedom of playing without being sort of the franchise guy without having that pressure that Donald obviously has because there's so much pressure on Donald to be the guy and to step up and not make mistakes with Flacco can just start saying oh, if I'm not next season I'll go somewhere else to make a no difference to me and he just yeah. came in and played freely it didn't really matter to him and he looked pretty good I mean he looked okay when he was at Denver he just got injured um, so he came in and Flacco is what Flacco is he's not dynamic he's just a slightly better version of Phil Rivers, probably.
0: Well, I'm guessing not having Stefan Gilmore covering the secondary was uh, an invitation to lob it, and that's what he did. Just kept, kept throwing it long.
1: Yeah, and Devin McCourtney got done a couple of times. Mm. Uh, not Devin; the other one, Jason. This is Jason. Casey Jackson got targeted a lot. He yeah. did think one interception? Um, in the game, there was there was one particular fantasy game in one of uh, in our league actually where it came down to a battle in this game. Between Frank Gore and uh, Rex Burkhead, it wasn't. He oh, was my judge. other league, actually. I know, and it, it, the, the game was decided on uh, Rex Burkhead getting fifty-six yards and uh, Frank Gore getting twenty-one yards. I think it was Rex Burkhead's touchdown as well, but that was the decider. And I thought, when your fantasy game is coming down to that battle, you know, you're in trouble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those were the games. So let's move on to look at the picks uh, that yeah. happened for last week. So you're up against Martin, who is a Steelers yeah. fan. Uh, good week for both of you. 14 games, Dave. You got 10 out of 14. Correct. That's not bad, you know. That's, That's really all right. good. It's really good, Martin. That's
1: all right. I'll take that.
0: Martin, 10. So it's oh. a, a sister kisser.
1: See, I thought I'd do because I picked the. I remember picking the Giants, and the Giants obviously won, so that was one I got. And I thought. I I think I went for the Seahawks and he might have gone for the Bills as well. So then I I might have pulled
0: it back
2: on me. But you had different Um, games
0: go wrong apart from the Cardinals. You both picked the Cardinals. Uh, You picked the Broncos to beat the Falcons. Uh, You picked the Seahawks to beat the Bills. And you picked the Bucks to beat the Saints. Uh, He picked the Bears to beat the Titans, the team to beat the Giants, and the Chargers to beat the Raiders. His were much closer Mm. than yours. But uh, there we go. Both of you got 10 points
1: to ten doesn't matter,
0: does it? The overall score, Dave, if you're interested, is the people who oh, the people have eighty eight points and you have eighty four.
1: Oh really? Oh wow, okay. Mm. Jesus. I, I know there was one particular week where I just stunk it out, so I'm gonna blame it on that week.
0: Against your wife, yeah. so I think you might have thrown it, but uh Yeah. Well, <laughs> Here we go.
1: I played I played her in fantasy this week.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about that in a hey, Dave, man. how'd you do in fantasy this week?
1: You weren't playing her so in
0: right? Talk about our league only, please.
1: So this week, I remember coming out of the Thursday game. Um, so the fellow I we was playing had Aaron Rodgers and uh, Devontae Adams. So I was down by about a million points. Um, so, yeah, not too great. I, I genuinely thought so I'd three I think I'd down as or well. yeah, I'd it as well. Yeah, I tweeted as well. All I need is a quick, you know, i I've I'm done on fantasy. I need a quick sixty points, and I'm not going back in with it. I was I've done pretty badly this week. The past couple Washington poor you up. no, yeah, came came back and did all right. I ended up winning the game. So uh, ninety I had, I points
0: to eighty-seven. Points. Congratulations, Dave, on that score fest. Let's win just have a look what win. happened there. So Justin Herbert got your twenty-four points. Jerry Judah this, got your eighteen. Again, no one else got your double. Decision digits.
1: again to play to play. Um, Justin Herbert rather than uh Lamar Jackson if anyone's interested in trading for Lamar Jackson who's in our league come make me up.
0: <laughs> every week talking you your players <laughs> <laughs> what else is this podcast for mm, yeah it's like it. it
1: sell, sell, sell. sell. that's all I want to do <laughs>
0: yeah well unfortunately I I did I fell to the uh, number one player in the league Kansas Mike uh, but I scored 110 points compared to your 90-odds, so I would have... I yeah, but again, there's one difference. I was, again, the third-best scoring team. You
1: lost. Team in the but you lost. Yeah.
0: And I won. Which yeah, means know, yeah. I'm
1: better than you this week. The thing is, in my first season, right, I, mean? lost first six, I lost my first six games mm-hmm. on the bounce. And you lot were like, Dave's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. Blah, 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 blah. I was the second-highest scoring team. Out of everyone in our league, and I was 0 and 6. I mean, that's, I'm sure mathematically that's not even possible, but it, genuinely, every week there was. I was, my first game was the one where um, Kareem Hunt got 42 points against the Patriots on week one for the uh, for the Chiefs. And I'm like, I've lost on Thursday, Thursday night football before I've even started. So that the was happening with the every, every, with single game. It was happening to me. The same things happened to you this season. You might be the second highest scorer, but guess what? You're rubbish. I mean you said above me the league, but that's not saying much. I like to look at myself as instead of being eighth or ninth or whatever I am, I'm one win away from being joint fourth. That's the way I like to look at it.
0: Is it closely at the moment. Yeah. (laughs) You're actually playing for the side this week. Yeah, I'm gonna get trounced.
1: His team is so good. It's ridiculous how good his team is. Mm. I've been decimated by injuries this season I'm, I'm playing for a high draft
0: pick again I'm playing the team higher up so I'm, you know it's going to be tough it's going to be tough but you never know okay right so that's everything let's <laughs> leave week 9 now Dave no more week 9 talk. Yep. we're done no more week 9 week 10 double digits let's take a quick break and we'll come back we we'll do the picks and we'll do the uh, betting as well okay yeah sounds good to me huge Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King Air Force podcast. This is the week nine review slash week 10 preview. Uh, we've reviewed week nine, so we're going to move on to week 10. Uh, so we're going to do the picks, Dave. As we always do, we have a challenger from the people. Last week it was Martin. So thank you very much, Martin, for putting those 10 winning picks in. Let's see if the next guy up is going to do the same thing. We've, this week we've got Bradley, who's a Seahawks fan. So thank you very much, Bradley, for putting your picks in against Dave. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Are you ready to pick these games, Dave? Go for it. Brilliant. I haven't Brilliant. put down on
1: good. Well, I think it's going to win yet, so I'm doing it on a bit of a wing and a prayer.
0: <laughs> As always, Thursday night's game is the <laughs> Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans.
1: Oh, that's got Titans written all over it. Where is it at? In Tennessee. In Tennessee. Tennessee, I mean, tennessee have got a good defense, um, especially stopping the run. So mm-hmm. ultimately, it's going to come down to which quarterback's going to be able to sling it most and I prefer Hill to Rivers. Somewhat <laughs> goes without saying. Uh, ultimately, I just trust the times more than I trust the Colts. So, yeah, sticking with Tennessee on that one.
0: Tennessee for you and Tennessee for Bradley too. So, there we go. Consensus on the Thursday night pick. Sunday starts with the Houston Texans against the Cleveland Browns, who are off their bye. Who's winning this game, Dave?
1: So, Texans are obviously really bad against the run. Um, mm-hmm. Browns are notoriously good on the run I uh, read somewhere that Nick Chubb was also coming back off IR as well um, I don't know how much of an impact he'll have in this game I think he'll have somewhat limited reps uh, but straight down the middle I mean Kareem Hunt's going to run this miles and miles <laughs> I, I don't see any way in which the Texans can stop the Browns from scoring I don't think they can keep up in with scoring um, with the Browns so I'm going to pick the Browns on that one
0: Okay I think the Texans can score on those Browns quite easily. But like you said, the, the defense. The I
1: don't think they can keep us. Yeah. I think there's, there's players. It's visible now that you're seeing Texans, uh, players who just aren't giving everything. I mean, if you look at their recent games, they're, they're consistently going behind and losing and never coming back. I mean, they're even challenging that they're going to come back. If you look at the amount of points that they're scoring as well, I mean, they've only scored 193, which is, one of the lowest in the AFC. So if you compare that against most of the teams have got well over 200. So they just, they can't, they haven't got the defense to try and shut anyone out and they can't keep up with a shootout. So I don't see any way in which the Texans going to win this. Famous last words.
0: <laughs> they did okay against the Jags last week, but okay. Bradley's gone for the Browns as well. It's the
1: Jags. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> the Jags played really it's well. The Jags suck. <laughs> yeah, Jake Luton. Two words, mate. Jake Luton.
0: The Washington football team are at the Detroit Lions. Oh, my
1: Jesus Detroit Badness. Lions! You know, I'm going with the heart. I'm going Detroit.
0: I thought your heart was in Washington.
1: No, no, no I, 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 like Washington. I've got a soft spot for Washington, but my, Detroit, are my second team. You know, I, I've, I've got a thing for Detroit, and, <laughs> It is. It is what it is. And if I, if it's Alex Smith against Matt Stafford, how you mentioned Matt Stafford when I injured? How, what's he is he going to be coming back? Or are we looking at a, are we looking at a clash, of the times of Chase Daniel versus uh, Alex Smith? Is that what
0: we're really looking at? <laughs> I'm not sure we're ready for that game. But, if it's um, Chase, if it's
1: if it, <laughs> I don't think the world's ready for that game. If it's Chase Daniel. Then I've got to go Washington. If it's if Matt Stafford's back, I'm Lions all day. That's that's simple. That's
0: it's as simple as that, really. Okay, Bradley's gone for the team. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Lions. That's fine. We've yep. got the first difference. difference I'm, I'm happy with that. Next up is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Green Bay Packers.
1: Uh, so Jags at Packers. Yeah. It would take a concussion the likes of which no one has ever seen for me to pick the Jags. And the no circumstances of the Jags going to win at Lambeau Field. Sorry. Okay. Absolutely oh, not. The Packers are going to win. and they gonna... Bradley, really? don't tell me Bradley's picked the Jags.
0: Bradley's gone for the Packers as well. So. Okay. <laughs> can't blame him. Can't yeah. blame him. because nope. oh, so We've got the NFC East. We can't stay away from those matchups. The Philadelphia Eagles are back, and they're at the New York Giants
1: the Giants never do well against the Eagles historically. Oh. And the one thing the Giants absolutely don't do is they don't win two on the bounce mm. on that basis. I think seven, seven of the last nine games though for the for the Giants have been win one score. Um, I think it might be a similar thing for the Eagles as well. I mean, history tells me I should pick the Eagles. Um, who am I to argue? So yeah, go Eagles on that one.
0: <laughs> well, you've got three, four and one plays two and six. No, sorry, two and seven. Oh. Uh, I, could, the I didn't give an extra loss for the Giants. So it's top versus bottom in the NFC East. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a sister slap at that one.
0: <laughs> Interesting uh, turn of phrase there. Uh, so Bradley's gone for the Giants. So we've got another difference. Loving mm-hmm. that. AFC North matchup then. It's the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The only undefeated team in the NFL.
1: I mean, you don't have to say that every time you say
0: the word Steelers. I've never been, been able to say it before. I've never been able that. to say it at this point in the season before. Let me do it, all right? I'd let you do it if it was Denver. No,
1: absolutely not. Bengals, that's what I'm going for. No, I'm not really. I'm going to
2: Steelers.
0: I mean, you can. I mean, I <laughs> only an idiot would go for the, go for the
1: Bengals. No, only, only an idiot is going to go for the Bengals. Oh, Mason Rudolph. I mean, imagine if you, you had to go into a game the first time you'd ever been 8-0. Going into a game that's nine and you could have got the potential to go nine and oh and you're leading with Mason Rudolph. <laughs> <Just> your hopes, <laughs> your aspirations, your dreams are just year. be shattered. <laughs> you were not eight and oh, you were eight and eight
0: No, but going into a game no <laughs> Rudolph's starting. Um so yeah, we'll see how I it think goes. this is this
1: is the this is the one time in recent history when the Bengals could actually cause an upset. I mean they won't, but they could. Because they've got a real weapon in no. there in their arsenal on, their, on offense, um, but no, you still have to side with the Steelers.
0: He hasn't seen us before, so uh, Bradley's also gone for the Steelers. Jesus Christ. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at the Carolina Panthers, and then NFC South matchup. Uh, Bucks to come
1: back on this one, I think. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I've already stated in, in this, I'm, I'm
0: I'm somewhat of a
1: fan on the uh, Panthers, but no, I think the Bucks are probably going to win this one.
0: Yeah, Bradley's also gone for the Buccaneers. It's difficult to bet against a, a bounce-back game for the Bucs. The Denver Broncos yeah. are at the Las Vegas Raiders AFC West matchup. <sighs> Here we go. Um, <laughs> I've got to go Raiders.
2: Ooh. No,
1: I have, because the Ra- it's, I don't like doing it. You know how much I hate picking against the Broncos? I mean, it's I picked the Broncos oil. to beat the Steelers. Yeah, I think the Broncos to beat the Steelers. That tells you a lot early <laughs> this season. I've got to go the Raiders, unfortunately, just because we are so poor on offense. I've seen nothing in recent weeks that tells us that we're going to be any better. We've been so poor on offense in the first three quarters, and you can't keep on relying on comebacks. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see any way in which we are. I don't see any way way in which we're going to reverse our fortunes, unfortunately, and our injury list just keeps on growing. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, it probably is going to be a Raiders win on this occasion,
0: I'm afraid. Bradley's picked Denver. The Los Angeles Chargers are at the Miami Dolphins. That's a long journey. Dolphins. Dolphins.
1: Yeah, we're going Dolphins. Dolphins, I think. It's a big old journey for the plugs, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
2: Um
1: I don't... Yeah, again, it's... The Chargers... That's a game that the Chargers will lose, historically. You look at it and say the Chargers never, ever win those games. They're worse than the Broncos are travelling to the East Coast. Mm. Um, and I don't think this game's any different. You look. It's going to be a good game, though. Tua versus Herbert. That's, I, I mean, that's got a decent matchup. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be exciting. Um, or it's going to be 9-0. Yeah, it's going to be 9-0. <laughs> so it's going to be 30 or with 9-0. Um, but I'll, I'll go Dolphins on that one.
0: Okay. Bradley's also gone for the Dolphins. The Buffalo Bills are at the Arizona Cardinals. We've talked about this game a little bit earlier on in the show, but uh, Dave, who are you picking?
2: I, I, I'm a
1: big fan of the cards, um, but I trust the Bills more. I think I think the Bills' ability to get at, uh, to jam receivers at the line and to get at the quarterback is going to be uh, more key to this than the Cardinals' ability to score. So I think uh, offence versus defence from a Bills' perspective, uh, I think the Bills will score in this game no matter what and I think they'll just outscore the Cards so I am going to go for the Bills on this one well.
0: okay uh, brandon has gone for the Cardinals can't say I blame him to be honest but uh, there we go no. the NFC West matchup is the Seattle Seahawks at the LA Rams
1: um, Rams are actually favourites for this game which I found yeah surprising. Rams are off the bye week um, yeah even still I still fancy the Seahawks a bit more mm-hmm. um, Russell Wilson against Jared Goff I don't mean, know which way I'm leaning, so mm. I'm gonna go Seahawks. I'm afraid. Has Bradley,
0: so is Bradley picked his team? So is Bradley. Yeah, the San Francisco 49ers are at the New Orleans Saints.
1: Um, I mean, 80. the Saints 80. are depleted,
0: million. not moving over to New Orleans. I'm, just,
1: I'm sure, I'm sure the Broncos have got more than 80.8 million on our IR, if I'm honest. I mean, you got 80.8 million, Von Miller's 20 f- pipe. Down. Paul Miller's thirty million of that on his Where own. Is
0: Where is it? <laughs> Can't well, see it. Yeah, give it
1: a rest. <laughs> um, yeah, Saints. I think, uh, especially if Michael Thomas is back as well, that would be a big. Well, he was back last week. Well, I mean, if he's back, back, not just leering Perth. back, I mean, there back, oh, in right, okay. and in spirit, back, mm-hmm, back, mm-hmm. yeah, properly back.
0: <laughs> well, Bradley's gone with the 49ers, so he's uh, throwing a wing in the prayer at these Brave. last games. I think. The, uh, yeah,
1: that's putting all of your fortunes on uh, one game of what is it? One game of pitch and toss. That's what <laughs> that is.
0: <laughs> Two games left, Dave. The first one is the Sunday night, and that is the Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. Both teams got a win. A couple of years. ago, week. this should have been a good game.
1: Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago, it's a good game. This year, not so much. So, I'm gonna go Ravens all okay. day and all night.
0: Okay, Bradley's gone for the Patriots. Love these picks. (laughs) The Monday night game, uh, the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears NFC North matchup. Who's winning, Dave?
1: Um, Depends which Vikings you get. Vikings are the experts at shit in the bed. If we get the Vikings, which talent-wise on offense, they absolutely dominate the Bears. The Bears have no run game, like zero run game. Nick Foles is proving his back up to the point where people are actually speculating that Mitch Trubisky is going to be back in. I don't see it. Why would you do that? If you've got rid of your guy and announced he's not going to pick him up his 5th year option, yeah, why are you even bothering? Um, two words, Dalvin Kirk, I'm going Vikings. That yeah. Bears defense is still scary good, um, but I think the Vikings are just a more talented outfit.
0: Vikings won the last two, Bears lost the last three, so it's uh, five and four plays, three and five, and Bradley has picked the Vikings. So there we go. Yep.
2: Those that's
0: are the pretty. picks. Before we go, Dave, we got to do our. Bets, how many differences
1: we got? We got four? How many? How many differences have we got?
0: I didn't write them down. I think it's about so five. Him. Four or five, okay, I think. That's
1: all right. Five's, five's, five's enough to keep it down. <laughs> <I
0: think. laughs> We're four ahead at the moment from you, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, Don't say we? How'd you do last week, Dave? Did you lose? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Lost.
1: <laughs> Me too. Well, I lost last week because of the because of this. Yeah, Seahawks lost to the Bills and that's what killed me I got all the others right so I had mm-hmm. um, Packers to beat the 49ers Kansas to beat uh, the Panthers uh, Ravens to beat the Colts Seahawks to beat the Bills that's what let me down Raiders to beat Chargers and Patriots to beat Jets I would have won £24.76 and pence, but I didn't I got jack shit instead so I got nothing uh, you lost as well because you're an idiot and you picked Broncos and you picked the Lions uh, so you only had one with oh, the against Washington.
0: Well, you still lost. Yeah, I shouldn't have trusted uh, because I won't um, make that mistake again, Dave, don't, so, don't worry. So, what are you doing this to week? To be fair, your, your three-team
1: accumulator last week had better odds than my six-team accumulator. Yeah. You really went for it, so you for that. <laughs> yeah, well, so this week, we I've got a total of £37.68 and pence in my account. Mm-hmm. You've got Thirty-two pounds and two p. Oh, wow. But you've had to buy in. You've had to buy in once already. Oh, 10, you you're already 10 are already a tenner off that. All right. So absolutely, you're off on that. Um, <laughs> now, what that means is that you we've had eight bets so far this week. Uh, so far this season, because we started on week two.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: you've won one, lost seven. I've won three, lost five. So that doesn't reflect well on either of us. So we really need to win this week. We're doing so I'm playing gets. it safe. I'm. I'm going way with way. a seven seven team accumulated this week okay um, so going a bit back. it is only 14 Me too. And a half to one um so i'm wondering how similar ours is to be honest
2: nice uh, so
1: i've gone on for the titans titans minus two against the colts uh browns to beat the texans packers to beat the jags Raiders to beat the broncos <laughs> uh seahawks plus two against the Rams. that plus two might end up being very important Mm-hmm. Um, Saints to beat the 49ers and the Bucks to beat the Panthers there's a good chance though that I'll be a bit nervous on that Bucks to beat the Panthers so expect to cash out on my part somewhat <laughs> early into Monday night, um, into Sunday night football
0: yeah I, I would have gone for the Titans but that's a Thursday night game I don't want to ruin my acco on Thursday if I'm going to lose I want to have it hell happen on the same day I want to actually keep some, some fun going into Sunday and watching the games so I've also gone for it oh, yeah no I'm going hard or going home what have you put on that? Uh, so
1: I put sorry two pound put two pound fifty eight on it. <laughs> right. and if it wins, I will get forty 63 pounds and sixty three pence.
0: Bloody hell! Okay, yeah, I've just gone for straight wins. Oh, totally, I'm
1: going big. I'm going big.
0: I've gone for straight wins on this. Uh, so I've gone yeah. for the Eagles to beat the Giants, the Packers to beat the Jags, yeah. the Raiders to beat the Broncos, the Steelers to beat the Bengals, the Saints to beat the 49ers, Seahawks to beat the Bills. And the Ravens to beat the Patriots.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to guess that you, because I didn't get the option of the, the Steelers. You see, so you bet three six five. Um, so I'm going to guess that you odds of about fifteen to one.
0: Yeah, it was close to that. I put down a two pound bet, and I would get twenty two pound forty six. Okay. So and most, of probably, like, 11, most of those are quite safe. Most of those were short odds. It was only really the um, the sea. C- Sorry, for Seahawks beating the Rams, not the Bills. They lost to the Bills. Seahawks beating the Rams this week uh, because they're the away team and uh, they lost last week. That I think, and the Rams have come off their bye. There is a couple of things that I think would move the the odds in the the Rams' favour.
1: Well, I think the the close one in that one. I, I don't think the actual close game is. Um, the Seahawks in that one. I don't think that's the risky one.
0: I'm talking about the odds. I the odds the were the ri- longest for that.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's that's actually the risky game. I think the risky no. game is potentially the Eagles game because the Giants could quite easily turn or it over. the um, yeah, Packers. Yeah, right. <laughs> Packers again. I mean, that one was one of those ones where every bet I'm doing this weekend, I don't care if it's a football bet, I don't care what it is, I'm sticking mm-hmm. with the Packers in. <laughs> Just because that's that little fella. So it's always the same week. Put Barcelona in and put Real Madrid in. As long as you do that, you 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 boost it up a little bit, and you'll be fine.
2: There
1: you go. Um, yeah, the Packers are what I'm doing this week. So, yeah, if that comes in, I will move to seventy-seven pounds. Oh God he's and doing potentials move to now. Fifty-two pounds. I am for me, not for you. For you really. <laughs> Dave, we've got to get out
2: of
0: here. Okay? We've got to get out of here. i
1: mean, I'm, is- home. I'm, a- I'm home already. What are you talking about?
0: I've got get off this podcast, man. Right. <laughs> before we do though, before we do though, it's a bit weird being in, in lockdown. Hopefully you guys have been able to put up with the the audio issues um that that may have come across in this this broadcast. But um hopefully you enjoyed it. If you do, um give us a like and subscribe and uh speak to us on Twitter, um at Jim and the King, at Denver Dave thirty, and uh, at NFL Fan support. Um yeah, count any of those, um yeah, and com to check out our footage there. Uh, but thank you very much for sticking with it and uh, we're going to sign off. So until next week, I've been Jim, that's been Denver Dave and thank you so much for listening.